This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making us a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated. Thank you as always for dropping a like on the video. It takes you just a second to do it. Uh, so if you could, that would be so much more appreciated than usual. Uh, we managed to get over a thousand likes in yesterday's video, which was unbelievable as we continue to welcome back plenty of our listeners uh, from a season season hiatus uh those that love the arsenal transfer show it is indeed back and uh yeah very very good indeed to be here uh let's go into the chat box say good morning to people peter good morning to you to matt g to paul to carl good morning to stevie and blackshine and steve good morning to kaiser uh or relay yes i did indeed sky my potential opportunity to score a goal but it is what it is you can't score them all uh vegas gooder good morning to you to temi to ollie mr e martin granddaddy gooder uh philly boss matt jack stephen gary blackshine arasilke good morning to everybody hope you're doing good and well really appreciate all of you tuning in and everybody else as well uh also appreciated uh, as odorile uh hinted towards uh i did indeed upload the video of our day out at the Emirates Stadium on uh, Wednesday. If you haven't yet given that a watch, please make sure you do. I'm feeling a bit better now, two days after. Less broken, still pain, um, but uh, less broken indeed. Go and give it a watch, though. It's the latest upload on the channel. You'll find it in the video section. It'll be on your feeds as well if you're subscribed to the channel. But I recommend you give it a watch. Ten minutes of uh, fun games and uh, some good laughs and... uh, it was a really cool experience, but uh, a massive thank you again to Arsenal um, for uh, hosting the media on Wednesday because it was uh, very, very enjoyable indeed. So I recommend you giving it a watch. Moving into the news and uh, Newcastle are said to be confident on a deal despite interest from Aston Villa to sign 
Kieran Tierney. Um, yet, according to Gary Jacob, Arsenal want more than £30 million to sell the defender. Again, this continues to kind of create debate and create discussion around how much Arsenal should kind of be looking for. And I think it was Giant Guna on uh, on Twitter yesterday that pointed out Arsenal paid £30 million for Alexander Zinchenko from Manchester City, a player that was the second choice at the time at their club that were at the top of the league. And Arsenal paid around £30 million for a player that they were open to selling. And I think that should give you context around what the the price tag of Kieran Tierney is going to be. So for those that think we should be looking for way over £40 million, you know, in the 50s and 60s, it's just not realistic. And in the context of the market, that too. And I think that Zinchenko's price tag is a great indicator of that as well. Moving forwards, Reese Nelson's contract should be signed and soon announced with a significant wage bump as well, it seems. He was on around £60,000 per week and that could rise to something potentially close to what Eddie Nketiah is on at the moment. Sammy Mottbell of the Mail reporting the story that there has indeed been a breakthrough in talks and reported that there was interest from significant clubs in Europe and, of course, in England as well. AC Milan is said to be a club that were considering potentially offering Nelson a deal, but uh, it seems as though that breakthrough will indeed push him towards Arsenal renewing the contract, which is good news. And I was discussing this with a few people yesterday. Arsenal's financial might is going to be very much focused on the midfield and on the defence. And so if Arsenal were to lose Reese Nelson, it could affect how they approach those two areas of the field because they only have a certain level of budget. It's a big budget, thankfully, um, but that, that budget is still limited in some capacity as well. But what I would look to specifically uh, in this action is obviously the fact that we can keep a player that has absolutely made an impact at the club, absolutely had uh, great chances when coming off the bench and and made uh, moments for the team last season. And we can keep him at the club for no transfer fee at all and focus our investment on midfield and defence as well. Now, Bayern Munich were said to have an interest in Granite Xhaka. However, Florian Pletterberg has reported that it is not hot at this stage and that Bayer Leverkusen remain favourites to sign Granite Xhaka. I think this deal has been delayed. I spoke to Granite Xhaka after the Nottingham Forest game and he told me and Simon Collins from the Evening Standard, as I told you, that there would be an announcement on his future before the Wolves game. That announcement never came. And obviously we saw farewell messages at the Emirates and a very extended farewell goodbye and more emphasis from Xhaka as if the feeling it was his last game and yet we've still not heard confirmation on this now it's my understanding that this is because Arsenal are more keen to kind of focus on making sure that they get the midfield reinforcement it's not necessarily you know guaranteed it seems um that Xhaka will go I think that he will and I think that you know he certainly is is heading towards the exit door but I think the delay in this is because Arsenal want to ensure that they don't leave themselves short uh in midfield um and we'll have to wait and see who indeed it is that they push for I think we all know who those players are now PSG is said to be interested in uh William Saliba. This is according to Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports. However, Arsenal are expected to get the defender renewed with a new deal. We're obviously very hopeful that this is a contract that can be secured in the coming months. And those reports that we heard of around £120,000 per week contracts being offered, uh, it seems were 
quite old. Uh, uh, and actually, that contract offer was made some time ago. Um, and that the latest offers are actually, uh, the latest discussions are around figures that hopefully will get toward what we will see an agreement upon. And we know that, you know, he's worth the investment. He's worth us paying a significant amount of money to keep him at the club because the transfer fee that it would take to replace him is going to be absolutely massive. So it's always going to be imperative that we keep players at the level of Saliba at the club. But PSG are sniffing around the uh, the potential move, but uh, as they try and move towards French young players, and he ticks both those boxes, as Ben Jacob says, but uh, there is an expectation, hopefully, that they will renew the contract with the player before any potential interest from outside comes in. I'm moving to potential incomings. And again, we have to talk about Sasha Bowie, according to the Turkish Gazette, um, which has reported a story yesterday. Arsenal are determined to close a deal to try and sign Sasha Bowie of Galatasaray. A bid of around 20 million euros has supposedly been tabled, with Galatasaray looking for closer to 25 million euros. Uh, Arsenal are said to want to get this deal done quickly. And we'll have to wait and see whether or not that does indeed turn out to be the case. Hopefully, Arsenal can get a deal done for Bowie because he's a really fantastically talented player. And the tactical breakdown that we did on Bowie, that if you've not watched, you definitely should. We need to educate you, certainly to give you all the insight you need on the player and, and find out why he would be a really great option for Arsenal to bring in this summer. And lastly, uh, Xavi Simmons, the uh, Dutch international currently at PSV, is said to be being tracked by Arsenal. This information comes from Rick Elfrink uh, at the moment, who is a Dutch journalist covering uh, the likes of, of PSV and, and all the other Dutch sides who writes for AD Sportvereld, um, or Arde, I suppose maybe it is, like RZ. Um, but uh, Sportvereld and, uh, has reported this information that Arsenal were tracking them. His agent is been changed and his agent is actually the son of David Dean, who you should recognise from previously working in the higher up sections of Arsenal uh, with Arsene Wenger back in the day during the era of the Invincibles and, and before that. So very much uh, an exciting player. There's always been this question mark around Xavi Simmons because PSG is said to have a very small buyback clause of around 20, uh, 12 million pounds uh, or 12 million euros potentially. But it's always been down to Xavi Simmons whether or not he would actually move back. You know, you can't force the player to, to move back. If if they play the, the buyback clause, Xavi Simmons has to be wanting to go there. If PSV are to sell him, there's expectations that he'll be sold for around similar money to what they sold Cody Gakpo, so upwards of £30 million. But it's a creative player, a forward-thinking player, a very versatile player that can play central midfield, he can play in forward positions and uh, certainly would be a young starler Arsenal could bring in. Uh, and he's certainly an exciting one as well. And I know a player that a lot of people have been talking about for quite some time. So let's wait and see. Um, but if this does progress and if Arsenal's interest in Simmons does progress, you know, it would certainly be a player that we can do some digging on and some tactical breakdowns on as well. Right, let's, uh, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, let's go into the chat box. I wanted to pick up on uh, some of the comments that were coming in when we were talking about Kieran Tierney's contract, um, specifically uh, why he's costing around 30 and the comparison to Zinchenko. Arsenal Football Addict says that Zinchenko had one year left on his deal. Well, Tierney, as far as I'm aware, has just two, which doesn't increase things significantly in the world of football these days. Also, Tierney has been playing second fiddle for quite some time. And also the significant injury problems that Kieran Tierney has had has made things worse. Yes, Zinchenko has also had some injury issues whilst uh, whilst he was there. He does have three years left on his contract, to be fair. It doesn't run out in 2026. But I still think that that price tag that was paid for Zinchenko, you think about how much we pay for Gabriel Jesus as well at £45 million. I've always said that we should be looking to aim closer to £40 million. I think anything over £40 million would be a massive coup for the club to, to be able to get. But uh, as Adam says here, got to get £40 million for Tierney, especially if it's to another Premier League team. And RM says that Chilwell and Kukurea cost £50 million. Again, Kukurea was going from Brighton, who always typically sends a hat sell really high. Their reputation in selling is of such. And also Chilwell as well went from Leicester, again, a club that notoriously get very big fees to their players. They also were starting every single game for their clubs and hadn't at that time had any respective injury issues. That's why you're always going to see a higher price tag for those players. Um, but certainly, uh, certainly we're looking at signing or selling a player, I think, for between 30 and 40, which I think is more accurate to what he's worth in the market. Tommy says, Tini's worth 50 million. Uh, no, Asa says 50 million. I'm sorry. He's, you're just not going to get 50 million for Tierney. And uh, in this current market, he is just not going to be getting you that amount of money. Uh, Clive says, I think the Reese wage thing is maybe inaccurate reporting. He's currently on around £16,000 per week. He's going to 60. So a quick check on the uh, the claims of around £60 million. I saw these reports out yesterday, but uh, it's always important to make sure that we do double check on these things. But uh, let's have a quick check. Um, is this information? Apparently, his current salary is... Let's have a quick check on the Mail's article. Uh, Sammy Motbell of the Mail claiming that the deal is worth significantly more than his current £60 million a week package. Uh, that's the package, of course, including bonuses, etc. But it could be. And as we always talk about, wages are one of the most usually inaccurately reported things. And so trying to find out what a player is on is also very, very difficult indeed. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, do you think we have enough up front for the Champions League? Also, should we get another striker and rotate Jesus with Saka? I personally think that we should. Yes, I would be looking to bring in another centre forward. I want to see variation. I want to see Arteta given different options to tackle different problems. So the options that we have currently to play in the front three are... Gabriel Jesus, Eddie Nketiah, following Balogun at the moment, depending on what happens with him. Leandro Trossard, uh, Reese Nelson, Bakayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, and also uh, Fabio Vieira can play in one of those front uh, three roles in a different type of fashion, but there are significant question marks over him. That's a lot of players. 
a lot of players. I've probably even forgotten one, to be honest. Um, you've got to think about the youth players that are potentially coming through. Mario Kocha do be very exciting. Ethan Nwanieri, very exciting. But I think Arsenal do need to go out and get a centre-forwards of a different style to add something different to what we've already got in the team. But the priorities are absolutely still midfield and defence. Uh, Maximir says, hey, Tom, back after a while. What are your thoughts on the Tony Adams comments on the squad having hit its ceiling? I'm slightly irritated by Mr. Arsenal now doing our rivals' work. I don't agree with Mr. Adams at all um on that point i don't think this team has hit its ceiling i I think it's a little bit short-sighted if you consider the fact that arsenal have had what the second youngest team in the league with the second youngest coach uh and managed to compete with city for a title if you think that team's hit a ceiling that's quite counterintuitive so i'm not sure unless we're misinterpreting his intention of his words I don't think it makes that much sense. Uh, Ed says, and good to see you in the chat, my friend. Uh, Haven't seen any words on Patino lately, with possibly Partey joining Xhaka through the exit doors. Any chance that he will change his mind and stay? There should be lots of playing time available, even with those incomings, if Partey and Xhaka were to leave. I still don't think that Partey is going to be going. I could be wrong, but I don't think that he will. Patino has almost seemingly made his mind up about things. I spoke to someone very close to the player recently, who told me that it was all an issue of timing and that, unfortunately, because of the pathway not being obvious right now, that's what's led Patino to be keen to seek a permanent exit elsewhere. Um, I think that, you know, the money that we should get for Patino, we should be looking for around the £10 million figure, 10 to 15, because you're going to look to try and insert a buyback clause into that. You need to look to insert that amount of money um, and that's going to decrease any transfer fee that comes in. Um, if you add a buyback clause into a, a deal, it's always going to lower the transfer fee. So let's see. But I don't still think that there is a pathway, unfortunately, Ed, which is a shame, but I just I can't see it. Um, let's go to... I've talked about Anthony Taylor yesterday. You can read hear my thoughts on that yesterday. Um, Wes says, how ruthless do you think Arteta needs to be with not only his potential outgoings from the current squad and incomings to ensure we can be competitive as possible and enable us to go up another level? Ruthlessness has always been an Arteta's repertoire of traits and characteristics. It's always something that he's wanted to instill in the team. And I think that he will be ruthless. You think about Tavares, signed one year, gone. Lukonga, signed 18 months, gone. You know, sent out on loan and they're probably going to leave this summer. He's being ruthless with not only players that were already at the club, but players that also have been signed under his tenure. Pablo Marie signed, gone. Cedric, probably gone. You know, he's making these decisions um, and also always is going to be trying to do what he thinks is best for the team. And so far, based upon where we've gone, the progression we've made, you can't discredit those decisions. Um, Adam says, how has Omar Rekic been for Wigan? And does he have any chance of breaking into the first team? In answer to the second question first, no, I don't think he does. Um, Omar Rekic playing for Wigan, who got relegated last season. I don't think has shone in any particular way to show that he's got that potential to play in the Arsenal first team anytime soon. He went to Sparta Rotterdam for the first six months of the season and couldn't even get into their senior side. I don't think that that is a realistic expectation at the moment, unfortunately. Um, let's go to Stephen says, how many midfielders do we need if Xhaka and if rumours are correct part? If they both leave, you need at least three, uh, at least three. You know, I think with part of Xhaka going, we need at least two. I think we need the, the rice. And that's not even counting the creative midfielder. So 
if if Xhaka goes, I think we need a Rice and Caicedo or a Rice and Gundogan or a you know that's the the type we should be looking at. If Partey goes, I think that we need a Rice, Caicedo and a Gundogan potentially coming in. That's why I don't think we should let Partey leave, and that's not including the creative midfielder. I'd also like to see us bring in to potentially evolve that left eight position if we ever wanted to. Be that a Mount, be that a Madison, be that a Gabri Vega, be that uh, an Ardugula, you know, someone like that. I, I don't know, but. I think that's what we need. So it's if they both leave, then we've got a lot of work to do. A hell of a lot of work. Um, uh, Evgeny says, uh, would you loan out or sell uh, Vieira if the options were for next season? Uh, we'd have to bring somebody in, of course, and that would depend on the creative midfielder that we brought in. But if there was a good option to loan him, potentially, also if a good fee came in for him, I would also be tempted to to sell already. You need to be ruthless in the market. And if we get a good figure, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world. Uh, I don't know who's going to offer that, though, is, is the problem that we've got, unfortunately. Uh, Jabu says, I think most fans think Tini is worth around 40 to 45 million pounds, and I agree. The value of the player is what selling clubs is willing to accept. And this is important. I th- is, is Tini a 40 to 45 million pound player if he's playing every single week? For a side like Arsenal, yes, he probably is. Problem is, he doesn't play week in, week out for Arsenal. Two reasons. One, he can't and has proven to show that he can't because of injury issues that have persistently affected every single season that he's played at the club. And secondly, he's now not first choice at the club. And Arsenal have brought in a £30 million player in Zinchenko, who has now overtaken him. And that's why you're not going to get the £40 to £45 million that he's probably worth if he is playing week in, week out. It's just the way that it goes, unfortunately. And because there's an openness to sell and because there's a willingness of the player to leave, that also contributes to that as well. So that's why 35 to 40 million pounds, I think, would be a really good return on any sale. But I think it's probably going to end up being closer to 30 million. But I hope that it's more. I really do want it to be more. But the realistic expectation from me is that around that 35 million pound mark is probably what we're going to get. 40 plus, I don't think is just, it's just not realistic for the situation. Um, let's go to uh, John says, is there any interest in Franck Kessier? Uh, not as far as I'm aware, I'm afraid. Uh, Matt says, of the traditional top four teams, who has the most transfer work to do this summer? Uh, probably Chelsea because they've got about 70 million players and they've got um, they've got to trim that squad down, which is a job in itself. And they still want to add more. They're adding more with Nkunku and Gusto coming into the group as well. Uh, worth pointing out that I think... Um, let me have a quick check on this. But I'm pretty sure I was told that uh, Gusto, the uh, Lyon player that, of course, had been playing at France and under-21 level, was actually beaten um, into that squad by Sasha Bowie. I don't know if there's an injury issue, um, but uh, let me have a quick check to see if, indeed, he has suffered an injury this end of season. That might have ruled him out. Just checking. I mean, he did. He was injured. He did have hamstring injuries that cost him a few games, uh, a fair few games, to be fair. But he did return in the last one, two, three, four, five, six games of the season. And, of course, Leon still play their last game today. So he could play in this game, but he's not been called up to the France under-21 squad. But maybe that was because of the injuries that he suffered before. But Bowie has been selected over him. But uh, Chelsea, I think, have the most work to do because they've got to do a lot of work to streamline their squad for the new season. And still, they'll want to add players as well. Um, Lynn says, yes, Tom, uh, but Chelsea are looking for £55 for Mason Mount and he doesn't play every week. Um, There's a problem with that, Lynn, unfortunately. A, I think that they're looking for an amount of money that is is 
going to come from Manchester United. Um, Manchester United have a history of, of overpaying for players. B, Mason Mount is an England international, uh, which is always going to raise his Premier League value uh, when he moves from one Premier League team to another. Tierney is not homegrown, um, so it doesn't work that same way. Thirdly, um, Mason Mount is of a calibre that is not playing because of a lack of injury, but because of Chelsea's absolute mess of a, of a squad, you know, and, and a coaching situation. And clubs will appreciate that. Tierney's not playing because the player Zinchenko is a better option for him in the team. And he's been ousted from that position. Mount is not playing because of that same situation. Mount is very much capable of starting for this Chelsea side, even with all the players that they've brought in. But when you invest 100 million in Mudrick, when you invest £20 million package in a Joao Felix loan deal, when you invest that money in Madueke or Ziyech or whoever, you know, or Havertz or... Sterling, when you invest that money, you're gonna to have to play those you have to play those players. So it's a very different reason, Lynn, why Mount isn't necessarily playing and also why they're able to offer that much more. He's also an attacking midfielder who tend to draw a lot more in terms of money than uh, left backs do as well. Uh let's go to Andrew says, Hey Tom, I don't understand why people are underestimating Jared. Who's underestimating him? I haven't seen anyone underestimating him. He's levels above Fabio in a Mill Smith Rowe, besides his versatile player with potential for developing and adjusting. I wouldn't say he's levels above Smith Rowe. Um I I wouldn't argue too much against the Fabio Vieira comparison based upon last season. But Smith Rowe is an incredibly talented player. I think you're underestimating him with that comment. But I don't think people are underestimating Xavi Simmons. He's a very, very talented young player, and I certainly would be very happy to see Arsenal bring him in for next season. Um, let's go to uh, Baby Verge says, uh, if offers came in for Enketia and Balogun at £40 million each, would you sell both? <laughs> without question. <laughs> yeah, without question. Um, £80 million quid for Balogun and Enketia would be unbelievably good business by Arsenal. So absolutely. Um, you'd be able to go out and bring in a really good striker for 80 million quid. A really good striker. So yeah, uh, without without question, I would sell Nketiah and Balogun for 80 million combined to bring in uh, a centre forward. I, I don't think you'll get anywhere near that amount of money um, for them both, but uh, let's see what happens. Um, let's go to Jess Vance. Says, am I the only one who dreams of Koja Dubri having a breakthrough season? You're probably not, but uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up necessarily. Uh, I think he's one of those players who'll probably go on loan um, in the lower leagues and get a chance to play more senior football more regularly um, before getting the opportunity to play at Arsenal. It's really difficult sometimes to send those players out on loan. You know, we haven't sent Raw Waters out on loan yet. We haven't sent Koja Dubri out. We haven't sent some other players out, Lino Souza, for instance. And I think sometimes that's because the club look at them and think, if we do send them out to those lower leagues, there's no guarantees that that will succeed. You know, it's very rare that it happens. Smith Rowe is one of the only opportunities that we've had. And Ketty, you could argue as well. Reese Nelson potentially, but Reese Nelson left for Hoffenheim. He left for Feyenoord. He went abroad and did well. It's um, particularly at Feyenoord, less so at Hoffenheim. But I think with someone like Patino, you look at that loan to Blackpool. Has that loan to Blackpool changed anything? Not really. You know, it's not. He had an he had a pretty decent season at Blackpool. It wasn't amazing. He was just decent at Blackpool. It's an okay season for him there, and he still ended up leaving. You know, because there's not a pathway for him. So there's no guarantee just by sending those players alone. I think that maybe there is a reluctance to do that sometimes, and maybe that's why Raw Waters hasn't gone. Maybe that's why Luno Souza hasn't gone, um, because the club want to kind of develop them in house and give them the opportunities uh, as well. But we've seen there are opportunities to send players abroad. Um, you look at Balogun, you know, for instance. You look at how Saliba did when he went back to France 
Clive saying there, you know, Liga is a great option for a few. And I think maybe sending them abroad to those top tiers, be it the Eredivisie, be it Liga, be it the Bundesliga, they are some great places where technically maybe you can develop more as a player than going to the lower leagues. You send sometimes send players to the lower leagues in England to get them physically up to scratch and they can do that in an environment where the language is the same, so they're more comfortable, you know. But uh, I think you have to look at Balogun and say, fair play, you've moved abroad, you've been able to do it there. And Liga is a physical league, you know, there's no question about that. But also the technical level is higher than that of sending them to, say, the Championship or League One. So there's certainly benefits, that's for sure. Um, if you haven't pressed the like button, please make sure you do, people. It takes you just a second, and I really would appreciate the kind support on the channel. Ronald says, would you sell Partey if it meant getting Rice and Caicedo? Probably yes, um, is the answer. If, if you could guarantee me both of those players are coming in, yes, I would probably sacrifice Partey to do it. Uh, there's no scope then that stops me from adding somebody else to the group as well. So yes, I, I probably would. Um Oh, by the way, I didn't include this in um, the, the main slides, but I've seen a couple of whispers around the Rafael Guerrero thing. That was the most predictable link you've ever seen. We predicted it here. I've told you for a while that I've wanted to see Rafa Guerrero. I've now seen certain people talking about that. Do take that with a pinch of salt is all I would say. Certainly as far as I'm aware, Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid are the teams that are really looking at Rafa Guerrero. I don't know it to be Arsenal at this stage. Um, so do take those with a pinch of salt. They're quite a predictable link to make. Uh, Philip says, hey, Tom, uh, can you give a shout out to my uh, my one day old Guna daughter, Freya? Also, big day uh, for me being able to walk for the first time in 10 weeks after a triple leg break playing football. You see, playing football, Philip, it's just not for us, is it? Um, but a massive uh, congratulations to you and uh, and little Freya as well. Uh, she's chosen a very, very good team indeed. And I'm hoping that she'll have the chance to see plenty of trophies and league titles as she grows up. Congratulations, Philip. Um, let's go to Raj. says, why can't we loan out players like Felix, a loan fee and his pay? I don't know if Atletico Madrid would entertain um, a loan deal for Joao Felix again. Yes, they've extended his contract by a year, but maybe they'll have plans for him next season. We'll have to wait and see. I don't necessarily think that loan to Chelsea was a massive success. That said, Chelsea was an absolute mess of a club for the rest of the season. So it's sometimes difficult to assess. I did like some of what I saw and I didn't like other things that I saw. I think he had a very mixed loan spell. It started off well and obviously had that red card, but there were some really good things to, uh, you know, to, to see that it's, it's difficult. Uh, Fuad says, uh, Pleti, uh, Pletterberg, the uh, German-based journalist, is really pushing on Rice going to Bayern. I don't think he's pushing it at all. I think he's just reporting what he knows around the Bayern side of things. Bayern are interested. And Bayern have got to put in a lot of work to convince Rice to move to Bayern because his preference initially is the Premier League. That's That was what his preference was. And his source is going to very much closer be on the German side of things. So no, he's not pushing for things. I think this is the unfortunate misinterpretation sometimes of the work that journalists do. Um, but he's certainly one of the better uh, journalists out there in Germany to provide information. So I would not underestimate um, Florian Pletterberg's uh, information at all. And he's not pushing it. <laughs> That's not what he's doing. Um, let's go to uh, no boss. There are no links to Ozymen. <laughs> I don't think Arsenal are going to be going for him, I'm afraid. Um, Wilson says, are you serious, Tom, that you would consider selling Partey? Uh, bloody hell, it makes no sense to sell Partey and Xhaka. Come on, man. I told you if it was to guarantee me Rice and Caicedo, I think I would do it. Yeah. Yes, I understand people are saying that's far too much change. And I get that. 
and I've been talking and preaching about reinforcing rather than replacing. Yes, but I, the likelihood of us getting Rice and Caicedo in the same window is not, I don't think it's particularly high. The great chance of getting one of the two, I think, is, is really good. I don't think the chance of getting both of them is is as high. So I would, if you were guaranteeing me Partey and Rice, uh, sorry, um, Caicedo and Rice, I'd take that. I would absolutely take that. Um, and I would go to move for somebody else as well. Uh, Jaslan says, where's Basuma? Uh, not gone so well, has he, at Spurs? I didn't agree with uh, Tim Sherwood's comments, which I know is not a, an amazing statement. <laughs> um, but I didn't agree with his comments about how Arsenal need to be careful about Caicedo. If you can't see the difference between Caicedo and Basuma, I don't know what to tell you. There is a very clear difference in their style, in their potential. Um I told you guys a lot. Like I was wary of the Basuma thing um, last summer, and so many people absolutely lambasted Arsenal for allowing Spurs to get hold of him. And I feel like those people haven't really held their hands up and been like, "I was wrong about Basuma." You know, um, I really wasn't that keen on the whole thing, but uh, he's not done well at Spurs. But I do think that there are very clear differences between Caicedo. And Basuma. Um, let's go. African says Liverpool got 40 million for Ryan Brewster. No, they didn't. <laughs> We're just making stuff up. I think they got 24 million pounds for uh for Ryan Brewster. I mean, I will double check that for you. But who where on earth are we getting that Ryan Brewster left for 40 million pounds? No, he went for 26 million euros. So yeah, 24 million pounds is what he went for. That's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> um let's go to alpha says i'd sell both 100 percent if he was guaranteed to get both um we can build around uh those players um Pate is not as untouchable as, as we would love him to be um more than a wheelchair says tom i'm sorry but zinchenko is so overrated and arteta constantly plays the inverted left back that he is gave away a lot of possession leading to goals against us tini is better if he plays to his strengths he's just not i disagree significantly Zinchenko, as Elliot from the Vision loves to point out, and I'd love that he does. Um, Zinchenko was uh, contributed to forty percent of our expected goal build-ups. Like you, you can't deny that level of contribution to what our goals have been this season. There's nothing overrated about Zinchenko. Zinchenko is one of the biggest reasons why we finished second this year and why we were able to take that next step forwards to becoming not just a team that challenges for top four, but a team that challenged for the title. And Tierney was part of those teams that challenged for top fours. Zinchenko's coming in has changed us to a team that now competes for a title. So no, I'm sorry. Um, but with respect, you're wrong on that. And there's nothing overrated about Zinchenko. And that's why things dipped significantly at the end of the season as well when Zinchenko was missing. Um, I've already covered the Tony Adams um, comments. Uh, so stop spamming the chat with that. I've already talked about it. Um, let's go to Jas Vance says, Tap Sober is a perfect signing. Problem with Tap Sober is that whilst being right-footed, he's played predominantly on the left-hand side for Bayer Leverkusen of the back two. So I, I've not really seen too much of him playing on the right-hand side of the back two. That's, I wouldn't say he's perfect. Then there are question marks about that. So I don't really know why. Uh, Jabu says, Zinni is so disrespected. Do we need Zinchenko's cover or can Kivior do that job? It's interesting because I think Kivior and Tommy Asu, between them, there's potential there. Tommy Asu, I think, did well playing left back. And I think, actually, I preferred him to Tierney for much of the season playing in that role, especially when we come up against sides like Liverpool. If we'd have had maybe Tommy Asu to play in some of those games, 
Um, I'm thinking about the Man City away game, maybe. Um, then maybe that would have been a, a better option. Um, it gives us a greater variation in options. And I think that Tommy Asu is going to be an asset to us. The problem with Tommy Asu is his injury records. Um, so it's it's difficult. Um, it's difficult to always guarantee that. I'd like us to go out and bring in Guerrero on a free, but there's no tangible links to him at the moment, unfortunately. Um, let's go to Matt G. He says, but Tom, Everton got 180 million for Nancy Gordon. <laughs> We're just making up fees now. <laughs> <laughs> um, front yard says is Gabriel Magalai's shout for unsung hero of Arsenal squad this season without a doubt he was in my he featured in my um, player of the season chat he absolutely is and is an absolute asset to us absolute asset more than a wheelchair says Tom a defender's main characteristics is to defend Zinni can play the centre midfield position and Tinney at the left back then you have the best of both worlds to me uh, again a defender 20-30 years ago sure their main characteristic was to defend. And I want to bring in players that can defend. And by the way, our defensive record with Zinchenko and the team in the first half of the season was sublime. So let's not act like Zinchenko can't defend because he can. Um, he's not as good at defending as Tierney. But when it comes to the role and the structure and the system, Zinchenko's influence going forwards is so far more outweighing what his frailties are defensively. And if you look at some of the best teams that have won plenty of titles... Are you telling me that Joao Cancelo under Pep Guardiola, that his main characteristic was defending? Because it wasn't. And yet, look how many titles they won with him in that team. So, I'm sorry, but when you're when you're playing in a system where you've got Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, whose main characteristics in a back four, those three are defending, you can afford to have that one that is a greater asset offensively than they are defensively. Uh, moving to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Patrick says, are we selling Norton Cuffey? You're giving him another loan. Doesn't look ready. Um, I think, I think you're right. He doesn't look ready at all. I don't think he is ready for Arsenal. I've talked about that a number of times. Um, and I think that when it comes down to Norton Cuffey, he need, does need a loan. If he, if he does get a loan, I think Liga would be a great place for him to go. I think that you could send him to a lower league, lower down the table Premier League side potentially to see if he can take that next step. But he's not ready for Arsenal. Uh, no, not at all. Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Where it says Tierney doesn't suit our system that Arteta wants to do. So saying that, who do you want in for Tierney? Uh, who do I want in for Tierney? I, I say, I think Rafael Guerrero would be my choice uh, as a replacement. But I do think that Kivior and, and Tommy Asu do give us depth now in that area as well. So that's also something that we have to consider. At the same time, um, let's go to Nexus. Says, sorry, have to disagree with you on the Saliba thing. Um, was a miss as soon as he got injured, things went downhill. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're disagreeing with, Nexus. Um, I, there's no way in in the world that you can't disagree with the fact that Saliba things went downhill. But if you look at the end of the season, right? So uh, Zinchenko was missing for the Brighton game. Um, and he was missing for because he obviously missed out. He played in the Newcastle game when we took that two goal lead, um, and or rather the one goal lead. And at the end, Tinny was on when we scored the second one. But as soon as we lost Zinchenko, we didn't have that same control that we had at the ball when we played Brighton and we lost that game. We then went to Forest, didn't have Zinchenko again, and we just couldn't penetrate in the same way. Whilst we dominated possession, not that we really unbalanced ourselves, I think. Um, in that game with Partey playing at right back. It wouldn't have been what I would have done. I would have rather, if they wanted to change things, play Jacker at left back for me personally. But uh, what Zinni 
was bringing into those games um, would have been so much greater. And that's why we 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 lacked him in those two clear fixtures. I mean, if we'd have beaten Brighton and if we'd have beaten Nottingham Forest, who knows, the pressure um, could have changed things. I don't think it would have done, but it certainly would have, you know, enabled us to be better as a team. So Zinchenko, we missed massively in those games and we still won games without Saliba. Um, but when we lost Saliba and Zinchenko, it was just too much of an unfortunate issue uh, to face. Um, that's funny. Two people asking about Trusty at the exact same time. How much are we getting for Trusty? Uh, Ronald says, how much? Uh, says Jabu. And then Ronald says, would you sell or loan Trusty? Um, I'd like to have a look at him. I'd like to see him in pre-season because he's had a great year at Birmingham. It's Birmingham in the championship. And, you know, that that is a different level. And there's no guarantees that, that will translate into something different but I'd like to see what he, he could do um, and I think that you know if he plays preseason as a good preseason we shouldn't be accepting the crazy low fees that we've been um, you know reported I think we saw something like three million from Rangers was was something discussed I think he's worth more than that I think he's improved since we bought him so I'd like to have a look at him in preseason and see what he does and then after preseason we can have a chat but until we've actually had a look at him it's quite difficult to have a look at or have a conclusion about Trusty. So let's let's wait and see. Let's see if we do get him back. Uh, I know that obviously he's going to be playing internationals uh, with the US because we talked about that yesterday. Um, but let's wait and see when he comes back um, what we can expect from him. Um, so I look forward to it. Joby says, do we have a TGT community on Twitter? Everyone here sounds like their brains work. <laughs> I don't know what a, TG, a, a Twitter community is. I, I always kind of avoid having Twitter communities in general because twitter is an awful awful place um filled with not very nice people that's why we have our members discord server jabu so if you become a member you can join our, our discord and that's a very good community to to be a part of and it helps support the channel as well um rm says cheeky bid for colwell he's miles better than kivior just 20 years old future gabriel uh, we've only just bought kivior <laughs> i don't understand this we've only just bought kivior we spent 20 million quid on the guy we've barely seen what he's capable of he's had some really good games and some less good games but at newcastle i thought he was great you know i i don't really get the desire to all of a sudden replace him yeah colwell is a fantastic young player that's going to cost you well upwards of probably 40 million pounds to try and sign him i don't know why I, I don't know why that's even a a question mark at the moment. We've just bought Kivior. It's strange. I, I don't get the, the necessity, the desire, the desperation to just try and replace players almost immediately. You've got to give these players a, a bit of a chance. Um, yeah, Justin says, no to Twitter. Discord is, is just fine. Absolutely it is. Uh, Indubio uh, Pereiro says, uh, Indubio, sorry, Indubio Pereiro says, uh, Sergio Ramos is a Saliba backup. Peak winner mentality? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you've got to now convince Saliba that we've got to give him a contract, right? And Sergio Ramos is on a stupid amount of money and he's being offered an even more stupid amount of money in Saudi Arabia, I think, to move out there. I don't think it makes sense to bring in a bring in Sergio Ramos, to be honest. Um, I just don't think it makes sense at the moment uh, to do that. If he's going to want to start. Why would he move to a club he's not going to start at? And if we're trying to renew Saliba's contract, bringing in Sergio Ramos, I'm not sure is the right way forwards there. So, yeah, Red Rain says, too many fans think football is like football manager. I say it all the time. FIFA and football manager are the biggest enemies to objective, grounded transfer thought <laughs> these days. It really... Really, really is. Um, so, yeah, 
I think that's where we'll end things today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. As always, uh, do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll be back tomorrow morning, of course, with more uh, information about what's gone on in the world of Arsenal's transfers from the past 24 hours and more opportunities to discuss with you guys in the chat box. We really appreciate everything uh, that you've done. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Have a fantastic Saturday. Enjoy it. Is the FA Cup final today or is it tomorrow? Let's have a quick look. FA Cup final is three o'clock today. So I'll be watching that. Let's hope for a Manchester City win, shall we? Um, I don't want to see Man United winning it. I just, I just can't deal with that. So yeah, fingers crossed for a Man City victory and they can take away their treble um, at the same time with a Champions League win next weekend also. Enjoy your weekend. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. Oh, and go and watch our video from the Emirates yesterday. Last upload on the channel. See you soon, guys. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.